Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Welcome back, everybody, to Hypnosis Everywhere. And guess what? We're our own guest today. I have my sidekick with me, Martin Gover. Say hello, Martin. Please note, the sidekick is going to be allowed to speak. This Note this in the history of podcasts. It's like Al Jolson in the movies. The sidekick gets to speak. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, he, he actually gets to speak more than me in this one, I hope, because he's quite articulate, as you know, and he likes to make fun of himself. But the, uh, we've been getting some feedback. I did the Bob Burns show the other day, about two weeks ago, I think, and uh, it was we had issues with recording it and so we lost some so I put some um blither at the front <laughs> I was blithering about you know the next level what everything was about and we got so much feedback from that we decided to do a full show today on explaining all kinds of stuff that we think about in modern hypnosis yes in modern hypnosis of course it's all about hypnosis this show yeah the sh- actually the title of the show is I forget what the title of the show is but it's something about uh, finding where the mind ends and the rest begins. Something uh, like that. Modern hypnosis is on that adventure. On that adventure. But I really don't think the mind ever ends. I think it's kind of, of an infinite thing. And the concept of infinity is beyond my scope of thinking. So let's um, let's do this. I'll, I'll interview you. Okay. So I'm revisit. We did this in the first show, but revisit the world you live in because um, uh, hypnotists, well, especially if you're doing deep state hypnosis like you do, or whatever, scientists or police, they live in very strange worlds. And when they say <laughs> stuff that happens in that world, we think, wow, is that really real? So let's revisit the world where um, you are dealing with people's interior the yes. whole time. Well, I was just want to make a comment about that police thing, because, well, because I sure as heck don't want to live in their world. It would no, be pretty harsh. It's an example of I living know, in a very close... That's what I'm saying. I'm sort of in just the opposite end of that. See, I'm just giving you that yes, opportunity. Yes, an opportunity. So in my world, I tend to deal with people on an inside of them. And it's all about feelings. It's all about being in a great place. It's all about moving towards a great place, helping people move and change. So... In my world, not saying that I never have anything much negative, but definitely it's a much easier world. People don't really understand that because I hang out with mostly hypnotists, as you can tell, because I, I talk to them and I know them all, and I teach hypnosis and I hang out with people who are learning hypnosis, it's not easy for me to get into that policeman's world or some other kind of world. My world is very soft and easy most of the time and yes life happens in between but i also have the tool of hypnosis to deal with things but also you deal with clients so you're always in that change uh, having the option to create change or let them create change yeah but the reason i want to in that world is let's okay let's take an easier example let's say the the quantum physicists okay. who are in a very <laughs> strange place. Okay, they're in a strange place. So, but when they come back to stories of what they're doing in that strange place, we all think, really? Because we're, we're not immersed in that. And I think that's the same with hypnosis. Yeah. There's amazing things happen in your world because other people are not immersed in it. They think that can't be true. In fact, I love the story of one of the teaching things you did. We one of the trainings and something strange was happening in, in, uh, with one of the students. Very Which strange. one would that be? We'll get to it. 
very strange. <laughs> and, I, and one of the students who I knew was very analytical, I went up to her and said, um, so what's the chances you think that's real that's going on? What, what, oh, no, sorry, I said, what's the chances you think that's fake, that what's happening here? She goes, 70% chance. And there's long pause, and they said, it's the 30% chance that bothers me that it might be real. <laughs> I think that's what, we do, what the listeners can think. Maybe what we're saying is, is complete whatever, but what's that 10, 20% chance it's real? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Because it's not easy to come into my world cold. Right. And your world, though, is this hypnosis, of course, but it's deep state, whatever that may, what, what is, okay, what does that mean to you, depth of hypnosis? Well, you know, I always talk about depth of hypnosis. Do we call it something? We have a language issue. Language does only covers, you know, even if in NLP or anything, they'll tell you something like 7%, which if it's right or not, doesn't matter. It's just small. So we need words, and to say deep, that means that we're going further into a trance state. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be sideways, could be up, could be neck. You know, we don't know where deep is. It's in the mind. We don't know how your mind accesses that, and that's what deep is. So when I say deep hypnosis, I just mean you're, you really allow yourself to use your mind, and you really allow yourself to get into that trance state. But what happens are those words, of course, now we're trying to use words to describe something that has no words. You know, it's like saying, if you can describe it, that's not it. No, that's right. But deeper tends to, for the people who really don't know, kind of outside hypnosis tends to mean, oh, you mean I'm going deeper into a coma, like into a deeper sleep, so I'm le- I have less and less control. Yeah. I think we've covered lots of shows about that you're but, not asleep, but I agree, that's really what they think. And even if you tell them many times, they're not. It's what their concept has been pounded into them by movies, etc., and all those things. So they think, yes, we're going to be totally relaxed. We're going to be totally gone, and something Zen will happen. But that's not how it works. Well, the definition, I think, that we teach of, of death is becoming more and more suggestible. Is that correct? Um, hmm. Not really. Oh, now she's backing off. No, she does no, teach no, no, no. It is more suggestible, but I think we found a lot more about that. I, I would say from my personal experience, because she does work her magic on me every so often and forces me into hypnosis. <laughs> no such thing as you know. That the deeper you go, the more you allow, you reach other parts of you. Or yes. the, the better part of you. There's should, more doorways open to you. More doorways there. I good. like that better. Uh, I like doorways better because I think when you get to a certain state of hypnosis and that you're open to yourself, to your own thinking, to your own um, deeper thinking, your higher mind, all those facets of yourself, then you become more open to change. Okay, let's so yeah, keep hitting the mic. Let's get this out of the way uh, up front. So are you saying, therefore, hypnosis is really the only way to go in terms of change? Uh well, I'll back off there from that total statement, but I think it definitely needs to be part of the, because I tell you, hypnosis is everything and everywhere. So it's going to be part of it, no matter how you use it. If you use it intentionally, then you're going to have a great form. You're going to be much more holistic. I go about holistic as always everything I talk about, body, mind, spirit. So you know, I was once told by a shaman friend of mine, and Rick would say to me, he said, you know, you got to remember your body. It's not just mind and spirit because you just get stuck there and you do nothing else. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, it is sort of not an easy thing for me to start being a, a runner or an exerciser or anything. So that has to be implemented in a holistic practice and a holistic living, right? Well, I think what you do and what you do teach is let's take an example of uh, disease or an illness or whatever. Yeah. Do we say, no, use hypnosis over medicine? Of course not. But using hypnosis allows access to that other part of you that really does seem to know a heck of a lot. And so you find the person finds out was, oh, I don't need to eat that stuff. I don't, I don't need it anymore. It's as if they've ch we've changed the programming yeah. for the better. And so also they say, oh, I do need to go to the doctor because obviously I need intervention. Yeah. But I'm not going to take on the labels anymore because I yeah. don't need it. That's important because the labels will get you stuck there. Whereas if you don't have the label, you don't take on the label, you can move through it and it can you can get it medically healed or you can get it healed by your own body or you can, all kinds of things are all able to happen. Let's just define that. What does, the only thing that does healing in, this in the body is, is the, body. the body. Yes, but I mean, they can use it with medical help. They the can blockages. use it with hypnosis. They can use it with doing any alternative practices and diet and everything. And it, holistic means that you do everything and you check it out. Okay, how about this first thing? Um, you know, the, we humans, especially the conscious, oh, we're making narratives. We have to make a story about everything. Yes, everything has to happen rationally. Right. So using hypnosis, especially deeper state hypnosis, is, we can say, that it allows the other part of you to come forward more predominantly, even when you're out of hypnosis. Yes. So your narrative that you start to tell yourself is more coherent and fits where you want to go. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good, isn't it? Yes, yes that's very good. good. Write that down. And <laughs> but especially, that's true, because as you start to dip into your higher mind more and you start to do all that stuff, all, it becomes much more accessible. And it starts to give you information and decisions and stuff. Your conscious mind is just making decisions and rational things, but the inner mind will let you know exactly what feels right, what is good for you, all that, and becomes a natural way of being. I think it's like uh, the um, Seth Godin said, mm -hmm. you guys yeah. heard of him, yeah. is that we tend to think logically and tend to think in uh, language, but the biggest part of us that is influencing everything we do doesn't have language. No. I mean, even if we go to the subconscious, that's just an emotional field. Yes. So it's interesting that, so really, the narrative we tell ourselves is always... Um, sort of split up and, and it's getting little hints and the more hypnosis or, or meditation or whatever you connection you do, the better your narrative gets. Well, you know, for me, whenever I want to get a rational decision made, and, you know, we live in a rational world and a logical world, I'll still go within to get where that I can feel it, sense it, know and get it right. Because if I go against, sometimes, you know, in the old days, before I did hypnosis, I used to say, well, I should go with my gut feeling. And when I didn't go with my gut feeling, things were always not so good. <laughs> didn't turn out so good. <laughs> so with hypnosis, it becomes natural for you to feel it, sense it, know it. And you just make better decisions in your health, life, and general. Just have to apologize to the engineer here. I keep hitting the mic. <laughs> so what now let's see this is well what about hypnosis and science they always say um but is it is it proven now i'm not sure just before you say i'm just not sure who asked this because anybody who is an actual scientist knows that hypnosis is a, a viable tool 
every medical profession, every scientific organization in the world recognizes hypnosis. So I'm, yeah. I'm not sure who these people are that keep saying, well, is it scientifically proven? It's like saying, is it scientifically proven that breathing works? Yeah, it's I know. obvious. And you can measure you can measure hypnosis if they want to use their little equipment. And how would you say they do that? Let's stick stuff in your brain. You can see your yeah. frequency change. Yeah, very much. So when I did work um, with that, I did work that for a couple of years and put some, you know, we created brain maps and looked at people's mind. It's not really their mind we looked at. We looked at their brain. And I think there are two different things. In my world, I think, and I couldn't be wrong because this is all theory. My own theory is that I am working through the receiver of the brain. I think right. the mind is much more expensive than that, just the brain. The, oh. But you do need the brain to do the work. Well, like you need legs and heart. Yeah, that's you, right. You need lungs and heart. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. You need all that's of the body, like, actually. Because speaking. now they've proved that there's also a gut brain. Mm -hmm. And even the heart, they all function in different ways to create things in your life. So before, we were all totally just centered on brain work. Well, and before that, we were totally centered on holistic work. Yes, we were it's, totally. Yes, it is, remember, this, remember, we always tend to think in the, uh, the excuse of the present. The present is the most important, just because yeah. we're here. But actually, it's only the last, what, 100 years or so that science has veered off into this tech, 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 tech world. Yeah. Before that, it was holistic. Yeah. I mean, uh, hypnosis came from medicine, or medicine came from hypnosis, whatever way around it was. And many people will say, well, a lot of that science was just garbage way back then. Oh, I like that. I'm I glad know you brought you that up. <laughs> I figured I could load you up. What do you, what <laughs> current science, actual current science, their, what is their understanding of who were the first people in North America at this time? What is their understanding? They have no idea. Fifty years ago, they knew exactly who was there. Yeah, but now they don't. In Australia... Who, what is science's current understanding of the eight oldest people in Australia? They have no idea. Seventy years ago, they knew exactly. And what's interesting is the people, like for instance in North America, the person that ran the research, once they said, well, this is who the, the original people were, when, when findings came through the so that was older than that, they threw them out. They just banned them because it didn't fit his theory. And don't, science isn't perfect. No. Well, nothing it's is. Humans. It's we're all humans. So understand though that the science of yesterday, some of it comes back, and the science of today, some of it falls away constantly. So it's a continual change of what science thinking, what scientific is, thinking is. Well, given things change, and yes. don't and we all tend to think present is a progress towards present. Actually, we forget so much. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, we're going to. After this, we're just doing an open discussion here. After this, I really want you to get into where there's deep state, but the experiences you get with deep state and the stuff mm -hmm. that other people would think maybe is a little weird but seems to be quite powerful in helping people. Yeah, we did say we were going to go to the next level, so we are going to open up uh, our minds and your minds a bit. When the, the typical people who read Freud or whatever, they're always talking about the unconscious, the subconscious. Yeah. Would you say the subconscious is the key to change for a human? Well, it can be. I don't think it's the only part. Sounding like a politician. I Good know. for you. <laughs> okay. Would you say the subconscious has a moral stance, like best interest of heart? No. Thank you very much. And that's it.
No, that's it. That's all I get to explain. I think, you know, the subconscious to me, as I've done this now for 20 years and I start to explore all the time, is that, yes, it used to be thought the subconscious ran stuff, but it does. In a way, it takes in programming and it only flows by what programming uses. So it's more like a data bank, in my view. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, it has feelings, of course. You feel the feelings from the subconscious because that's the field of any part under the well, subconscious wait, 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 has feelings. Let's just be careful with words. I don't think it has feelings. It, it contains feelings. Okay. It contains. runs feelings. Okay. All it right. doesn't feel. Mr. Articulate has corrected me. It can be angry, can be sad, can be frightened, can be, yes. but it doesn't, doesn't feel those. It just runs them through yes. But what I think is the most important part of that field is that, you know, negative and positive uh, feelings are there. Mm-hmm. And they are triggered by certain things because the compounding of whatever is programmed in that person from when they're very little, or you've just born, excuse me, get a sneeze. Don't sneeze as a break. Pretty oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so it will react. It's a continual reaction, and you, you you don't understand. I know why some people come to me and they say, well, I keep reacting in this funny way, and I can't understand it. Rationally, it makes no sense. I said, because it's not rational. You know, the old Bob Burns thing about saying, uh, you don't have a conscious problem. If you had, it would have fixed it. It's a subconscious problem. I love that. And more. And, as we and more as we go along. So let's, after the break, delve into really the stranger stuff. Okay. Well, I'll see you then on the other side with the stranger stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us. 
the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere with me and Martin. And Martin is going to lead me into the strange world I'm in. Okay. What strange world are you in, Inez? <laughs> We want to well, talk about, um, yeah. so we talked about the subconscious, and that's typically what people think of yeah. a little bit at the time of hypnosis, and it's, uh, it's uh, you know, the non-smoking thing, and they change the programs and that, etc. But even stage hypnotists are probably using the deeper parts of themselves quite often. Stage hypnotists get quite a lot of depth going on there. Sometimes they get some really astounding stuff happening. And on st- let's we'll talk a little bit about the stage entertainment hypnotist is... Um, of course, the perception is, well, we're getting these people to do this. But if you read, I was just reading a great article by one of the top stage hypnotists, and it's, and it's how to choose somebody from your audience. You've got 200 people. You're not going to take 200 people. You're going to find the most susceptible. Susceptible meaning not like, oh, my to God, hit, they're, trance, they're weak hit, or whatever. No, no, no. no, that are willing and, and are oh, enjoy and hypnosis. And enjoy hypnosis. And so what they pick is the person that wants to have the most fun. Yeah. They're just guiding them to have fun. They don't, even there's an art, and it's even a great YouTube video by a stage hypnotist who went up as part of the audience and he said, I knew the people were laughing. I knew they were doing this. I didn't care. I just wanted to have fun. It's just, the, it's like the, the other parts come through and say, okay, let's have fun. Let's not worry about this conscious construct of what we have to tell society that we're perfect and we've got And it, it doesn't mean that people, those are usually extroverts. Who's yeah. going who's gonna, who's gonna to volunteer to go on stage unless they're an extrovert? And understand that it doesn't mean that non-extroverts, like being, you know, whatever level of non-extrovert, is, can't go into hypnosis. They can go into hypnosis just as well. It's just that they'd never do it on stage, and they'd never use it for something quite as frivolous in their mind. Well, just because you're good at speaking or talking yes. doesn't mean you want to go on stage and do a play. No. Be an actor. Very true. I agree. Okay. 
So the subconscious we had discussed sort okay. of. What else is there? Well, you know, I found that we, we give people... Uh, these things have to have words because we communicate with each other. So what we do is create a construct in the theory. We're just like the science guys here. Just making it up as we go along. Yeah, no, really. I must say we're not. You're making it up from evidence you get. Yes. Experience. But, and from experience. It's, from, it's created from experience. So we find that if we can take someone very deep, the word's deep, that means into very allowing a lot of trance so we can even get them to where we call the Esdale level, right? Where where uh, people feel really good. They like it there. So when you feel really good like that, you are allowing your body to feel great. It's a side effect is that you have no discomfort on any level. Yeah, that's the state that you yeah. can do operations with. And yes. they do do operations yeah. without anesthetic. Yeah, so that's, is that called subconscious? We don't know. You know, is it deeper? Is it, it's, to me, it's just a different doorway opened and we got, this is the gift. This is the gift of this allowing your mind to go here. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know if that subconscious got anything to do with that because you can no. go to different levels and you can have profound experiences yes. at quite a high, I mean, quite a low level, like a somnambulism. Yes. And you can have quite profound experiences at a very deep level, yes. like support, which is even deeper. Yeah, that's even deeper. So if we're going to explain those to you, we want to make it as simple as, as we can. So we say, this is the simple operation, is that you go from light hypnosis, which is having your eyes closed and just feeling people talk, but being focused. Focused. That's it. That's light hypnosis. Like or watching a movie. Watching a movie. A any of those. Oh. Those are all light states of hypnosis. You're focused. And you're feeling. So watching a movie is probably a little stronger than just light hypnosis. Okay. It might be a level two if we got <laughs> critical. But, so, but what happens is as we allow you and lead you to go, go deeper, as we call it, you can open doorways to different abilities of the body and mind. Right. So Estelle gives you that way to allow the body to feel good, even when it's in a state of not feeling good in its well, regular state. So relative pain is, if you're in discomfort, you're only in discomfort because you've decided your body is reacting to a discomfort. So if you say to the body, turn those signals off, please, it does. The, the, the discomfort, the, the symptom is still there. Yes. Well, it, did, it does... And that can be not a good thing. I'm not saying I'm just saying. It's possible to do that. Yes. People have done it in the past. Typically in hypnosis, you always leave a little bit in case yes. to protect the body. It's a safety factor. Um, but or what I do is I'll ask the mind, do you still need this symptom? Do you still need that whole breath of under the signal. signal? The signal, does the signal have to be that strong? Can they have it less? Let's say if you broke your leg, you'd want to have some signal left because you don't want to damage the leg. Mm -hmm. But if, if you have chronic pain and there's just nothing else to do about it, why do you need the signal anymore? And that's, see, that's the interesting thing in what you do is you don't ask the client and you certainly don't ask the subconscious because it has no reference point. Mm -hmm. It just says it's there. So there's other parts that you seem to be accessing um, are the selves of that person perhaps. Yeah. Let's say, and they seem to have, the deeper you can not deep people, the more deep into the person you go, yeah. it seems that those parts only have good outcomes, at, 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 only have an interest in good outcomes, unlike the subconscious that couldn't care less one way. These other parts seem to, the higher mind will go. Them. Yeah, the higher mind will go for the best you can get. It will still have to address parts of the people that may not be on side for healing. 
yeah, I'm just saying they don't have any um, other agenda rather yeah. than to help that person. No, the inner Strange. mind, even if it has a, a miss thinking mm -hmm. that I, yes, I need this person to have this pain all the time because it's only safer for them and it'll keep them safe somehow. It might not be so good to have that full thought there. And it's not really thinking, it's by patterning, it's by all kinds of stuff we don't understand. It's not a specific, if somebody says in your side, your body and goes, well, I think we better turn up the heat here. And it's part of that. It's a part there that'll say, oh my God, I need to protect this person. Mm -hmm. It's usually about protection, usually. So I think that's always been the interesting thing that when I watch when you're working, I don't see it with the clients, just with the students. And what she tells me is that no matter where you go in deep state hypnosis, you're always encountering this part of your other self or other side of that person that only wants the best. And it can only do it um, if free will is there. In yes. other words, if the conscious is resisting or any other part is resisting, yeah. unless you can negotiate the whole yes. deal. And that's what we call about parts therapy and all those things that we use in hypnosis. But, he, but, that, but then that's what, that's what hypnosis is. If the person doesn't want to do it or is frightened of it or has some block yep. and the conscious is saying no, then that's it. doesn't matter how much the other yep. part, doesn't matter how strong the other part is, it will not go against no. that little no, tiny conscious. No, the higher mind will never go. That's why you still need absolute desire. That's why it can't come to me and I can just wave the wand. It won't happen because you need the desire and it has to have permission from you. But here's the interesting things that do happen when the person is open to yeah. possibility. That's all they have to be. Yeah. They don't have to believe anything. No. They don't have to believe in hypnosis. Or anything. No. They just have to be open. Just be okay, open. let's see what happens. And that allows that other, those other parts to, to work. Yeah. And so you have things like tumors dropping out, arthritis I, changing in I, front yeah, of the chair. Yeah, we have had that. No. All kinds of strange things. Yes, strange things happen. And um, person going in for a scan and says they have this and this and this. They come for hypnosis. They go back to the scan. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Because the body decided. And because they're considered anomalies, right? Yeah. Considered anomalies. So who knows? But every person, when they're open to possibility, have more possible outcomes. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on the client. It all depends on them. We're not doing a thing to make these great things happen. It's not. We don't get to take. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's my responsibility. No, responsibility, but the, the say, yay, yay, it's me that did that. Yeah. We don't do that. It, because the other way around, if they decide they don't want it and they don't want it changed, then we'd have to say, gee, yeah, I did that too. And I don't do any of it. So I can't take credit. There it is. Mm -hmm. I can't take credit for the change of those things when they happen. The credit is the, the client's. Mm -hmm. That they have been open to possibility. And, and, you know, they used to say in the Bible and all those books about the, you know, move the mountain and all mm -hmm. those things. And in some way, that is what I'm talking about. When you're open to possibilities, then, and then you start to have trust in your own mind. You start to understand that that mind is looking out for you. When you start to trust that and you work together on all levels, anything can happen. And that's, I think that's also is then you get unstuck because in the conscious level we tend to get stuck oh mm -hmm. this is this is how it always is oh this is going to happen to me this yeah is, every you, february i get a cold and you do and when you access the other parts you go whoa whoa the world is my world is way bigger than this little tiny part that i keep viewing the world through yeah just like um just like quantum physics is it's it's well the, the smallest part is an atom 
Oh, no, no, wait. No, no, wait. Oh, no, no. no. It's, it's a proton. Wait, no, no, no. It's no, no. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, and it goes on and on and on. <laughs> However, I thought interesting with science, they were discussing it, uh, talking to a scientist, a physicist, and they said, do you think you're ever going to find the smallest particle? Because it keeps going down. Of course we'll find the smallest particle. He I mean, said, why? why would you say that? Well, because, because it's, they have to find the smallest particle. It's fixated on things. When in fact, all of quantum and historically shows there's no final particle. It's just this frequencies. That's what they are. Yeah. Even let's take a photon. There's nothing there. A photon doesn't even have mass. It doesn't even have weight. It's, and it, what is it? Here's the interesting thing in science. Whenever Einstein was around, he said, if you think you understand the photon, you don't understand the photon. And then they asked current scientists on the show like four months ago, do you understand the photon? After all this work they've been done, every one of them said, nope, no idea, not a clue. No. And, you know, in a way, hypnosis is much the similar way. We have all kinds of theories, and that seemed to play out. And those theories work on all kinds of levels. But do we know precisely? Do we know everything? No, because if we did, we wouldn't move forward for one thing. Okay, let's talk about what this, you're, uh, you have a process called the Simpson Protocol, which was sort of evolved over yeah. in terms of working better and better with clients and getting better and better outcomes at a deeper level rather yeah. than, okay, we fixed them today. Sort of thing. Yeah. And so you've encountered this thing that you've called the superconscious. Yes, I call it the superconscious. But I call it Bill, but yeah. she calls it superconscious. <laughs> it's superconscious is just so I can talk about it. What it means to me is it's a part of you or outside of you of your mind that can actually access all information needed to help the client. And they can access it. It's not me accessing it. I don't know a thing about them. It's not even the client. It doesn't seem to know it either. Sometimes they know the conscious. It's given to them while in that knowing place. They might not, they'll no, just not quite understand you've it. You've had clients that say, it's not like they say, well, I knew that. I'm glad you refreshed my no, memory. It's yes, not like not bringing like it up from the subject. It's no. not a memory. No. It's new information. Apparently, they yes. were given. Yeah. Lots of times that happens. It happens a lot, especially in classes, right? We get yes. we get some strange think, things happening in class. I think that's if there's a guidance going on here in terms yeah. of direction. I think that the clients, you just work with them. But, yes. but you're allowed to do weird stuff in class because that's, <laughs> it's sort of, that's it's what It's my learning up. field. That's what, well, it's their yeah. fault for turning yeah. up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, a lot of it is just totally astounding. The first time it happens to you, you're kind of floored. And um, what am I talking about? I'm talking about people channeling through, about suddenly all this information will spew out of a person. And they all go, I don't know any of that. But how come that just happened? And I don't really know either. So, but it, it's happening more and more. Well, it's like, um, it's not like ghosts, but we had the last class. Yeah. Last class we did with this person came up to Inez and said, Look, everything because we do a, you do a lot of demos in the class, with, and then a lot of practice. So they're going in and out of hypnosis a lot, yeah. and at quite deep levels. Yes. She said it's very annoying because every time I go into hypnosis, there's a thing beside me that says, "Okay, I want to speak to Inez. There's something here that wants to talk to you, and it's very annoying. I keep telling it to go away, but it's, it's, it's insistent. And so we yep. then talk to it, and then we learn stuff, and it's always pretty interesting. And that and, is, and that is the. Uh, What's the chances that's real? Like the lady yeah. said, well, 70% it's fake. It's the 30% that's that she's worried about. <laughs> yes. 
people that are, I mean, there's all kinds of people come to my classes. They're not all just spiritual gurus like me or whatever. They are very analytical. They're very science-minded. They're whatever they are. Their conscious says, what is that going on? Is that some kind of fake thing that lady's doing? And like she says, even with her very analytical mind, she couldn't give it 100% fake. So the 30% was scary enough to her that somebody would do this. And it's not, not scary in a way. Well, it's something that she, she, what she said was afterwards. She said it was pretty damn interesting. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't mean we want to change any of these beliefs, but just be open. Yeah. What's the possibility? Yeah. And the other thing is in, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, go ahead. Say something while I try to remember what I was going to say. Gee, we're, you know, that we're getting to a stage of life or something here. Well, one of us might. One of us might be. <laughs> the, um, the point of the, the, the channeling is um, an interesting. Well, the, the interesting part of the channeling is that it isn't just to say, hi, Bob, I'm here or something. It's there to say something specific about uh, how the training should go, how, what would be a good thing to add. All this sort of things we are getting from that higher part of their minds. Oh, information. Or they come and say it's lunch break. And that's no, no. They never and do. could you bet, bring those cookies back you had yesterday because they were very good. Usually <laughs> that's what the channel does. That's yeah, that's my What's right. interesting thing is though, it doesn't matter how analytical, when because they're going into hypnosis and out of hypnosis a lot, that the whole, as a whole group, it's like they're visiting this other world. So yes. they all tend to think, you know, that's possible because it just yes. this it starts sort of to become to more and more possible. And as your field of possibility grows, because I keep asking you to be open to possibility as a client, well, your possibility will only be open to a certain amount of possibility you allow. Mm -hmm. But as these things start to happen, your possibility grows. Well, it's just like if, if you're not physically adept and you start going to the yes. gym, your possibilities increase as to what you can do because That's you're right. exercising this part of you. Like me rebounding. Just one. like rebounding, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's so you know that increases. If you don't you don't stay the same when you're exercising, your body starts to get muscled or it gets better, and it's the same with what we do. There is no end to it. The possibilities are able to open as your mind expands, and we mean that as meaning open to possibility. And I think also that's the thing about modern hypnosis. The modern hypnosis that community of people who are doing this exploring, they're always pushing. Well, wow, what that happened. I wonder if we can access more. I wonder if we can access more. And they are. It's very going yeah. deeper and deeper or further then, and further. When you're teaching, the issue is that some people want distinct um, telling them exactly oh, what that yeah. is. Explain, what do you yeah. call it? Um, Make the narrative. Yes. So, you know, we have to talk. Oh, it's already break. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the other side. Then we'll see you there. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and on Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. 
And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And I just, before we get back into the conversation, I just wanted to mention that we are getting so much feedback on the opening of spirituality here that we are going to do it. And that's the way it is. What are we going to do? Well, for people that are open, they want to know more about the spiritual aspects. Look at the Bob Burns show or Christoph Dierks, who's one of my trainers. We were talking about that. We always talk what the person wants to talk about. And it just happens that I I do believe or agree with a lot of it. But I'm very interested in all aspects of it. So, but the spiritual aspect... Is next week we got Jackie Bellock on, yeah. and she's another one of my people. Another one of those. Those people. But she's, you know, people can use Simpson Protocol for regular hypnosis, well, stop smoking, do whatever, you know, all those things, yes. But the people who decide to move it into the spiritual zone, they do some pretty astounding stuff. Well, she's going to, where she's going to talk about the selves. Yeah, well, people that decide to move it into the, um, physical healing uh, side of things yes. get dramatic mm, results dramatic too, results, because yeah. you're allowing the whole body to start working yes. body, mind and spirit that's right so the other now you start getting interesting things about channeling people coming yeah. through the other the interesting thing in that well, I, from what I've seen is when it does come through these seem to be let's say higher beings or whatever they are well, yeah, we have to course, just put a term to them because yeah, it's whatever it is whatever it is because when you ask them they just laugh but when then everybody in the class starts asking all these questions, why are we here? What's our purpose? Da, 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 da. What's the lottery ticket number for next week? All those questions. Yeah. And all that happens is typically they just laugh yeah. because it's not even that's not even human constructs. Go yeah, away. Yeah. They come deliver yeah. a message and leave. Yeah. And if you and I don't know if the message is always what you call accurate to our conscious mind. Right, because we have to filter it yes. ourselves. So there's always this thing. And, you know, I remember reading a book called Bringers of the Dawn. It was years ago, and I loved that book. And what it said was, you know, it was a channel book, by the way. So they, what they say is they, we give you construct. We give you stories so you can understand in the limited way that you are now. And it's all lies because the next time when you're getting more open to possibility, we will tell you another story, which will take you a little bit further. So we're just moving further a little bit. 
I do like that in that if you look at modern hypnosis and what that community is doing, yeah. they are definitely moving forward. I mean, it's yes. definitely a progress. But is progress back to historical stuff? Because that's what yes. the shamans and the shamans did all that. But they didn't have, um, it wasn't deliberate, oh, this is happening, I'm using this part of their mind, I'm using no. it as their level. They just, it was intuitive stuff. Yeah. This time we're well, actually they didn't getting. Have to do that. No, but I'm saying this time because yeah. of where we are these days, we, yes. need, we need to speak about it and talk about it, that we're actually much more concrete way. Yes. Okay, this, this part of the mind does this, this part of the mind and does we this. And we have to explain it to people because we have been brought into a world of rationality. Mm-hmm. Not, Even you know, though, I always said. To, it's that, an illusion. Yes, everything's an illusion anyway. But uh, as, as we're talking I always said, you know, the worst thing that happened to the West was that they stopped believing in magic. Mm-hmm. And if you notice all the movies and things that are happening, it's a, a desperate, it's a need, desperate for, need for an opening of that. It's interesting. And by the way, just a small side thing, if you, I don't think on this channel they tend to, but if you are a listener and you read the media and they say science says, science says, just read past the headline because usually it's not science. It's one guy's done a study with four people and a rat. And... Uh, <laughs> Next week, the study will be completely different. You know, coffee is good for you, coffee is bad for you, coffee gives you cancer, coffee doesn't give you cancer. It's just, just ignore it. Yeah. It's not, not worth talking about. Yeah. Now, so we have channeling, but you also have dark things turn up, just like the movies. Yes, we do. Uh, sometimes, and you know what? But Patrick, Patrick Swayze hasn't turned up yet, but you're wait, working on that, right? <laughs> We've been waiting. Uh, but ultimately, dark things can just be, it's energy. Everything's energy, right? So it can be as simple as much, so much negativity has been had by this person in our life. There's so much negativity. It's, or anger. It, it shows up as a, in our mind, as a real thing. I mean, so what we call an entity. Mm-hmm. The entity does not have to be a demon. Does not, I'm not saying it never is. I, I'm sure there could be, and there probably is. But uh, not everybody uses as it has to do with well, Funny, you should say that because you were talking to or working with somebody not long ago mm-hmm. that said, well, I saw things. I see yeah. this dark thing. I see this very dark thing. And in hypnosis, their mind told them, it's your anger yeah. that's turning up. Yeah. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff happens when you start to move frequencies and energy so around. So as you shift the anger, the entity is released because mm-hmm. it's not really, it's just an energetic body of anger. Yeah, just like if energy moves in a certain way, it looks like a molecule or an atom. And, you know, people that just, you, you say something and they go off. Those are people that have a lot of anger and something triggers it, right? Mm-hmm. It could be the smallest thing. And you think, well, how does that, why would they be angry about that? It's not rational, you guys. It's not, you know, it's not a rational thing. It's feelings. And mm-hmm. Feelings are never rational. That that's because the conscious mind doesn't really have a clue of what's going on. You have people, like you have a client that had a fear of, I think it was falling or something like that. And it was started because when they were two years old, they almost fell off their baby chair. And, yeah. and they had that, and it was a, yeah. a trauma for them. And then it got built on and built yeah. on and built on until they can't, they were terrified. So what the conscious but, considers trauma. Well, what the subconscious considers. Well, no, oh, sorry, what, what the, the conscious considers trauma isn't always something that's huge, but it was huge to you at two years old. And that inner child of you is still feeling that trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting exploration yeah. of the mind. And there is no limit. That's the other interesting thing. Yeah. And I, I and modern hypnosis is definitely pushing and pushing further and forward. So we have yeah. this superconscious. But we also have an, an interesting thing 
uh, of surrogate hypnosis. Yes. That's a, yeah, a that's, weird thing. I like doing that in class because no matter what the concepts are, people think that's very odd and hard to do, but it's very simple to do. Also, what explain? But I will do what a surrogate. And now, people who do Reiki, people who do those energetic healings, they do distance healing, what they mm-hmm. call distance healing. What we do is surrogate hypnosis is what we connect the higher mind of the person doing in hypnosis connected to someone who isn't in hypnosis but would like some work done who hasn't been able to or who will allow it they still you have to just if the higher mind allows it we get to do it if it doesn't then we don't we can't i know i can't no there's no yeah we don't it's beyond don't it's can't i know i've been trying to do some work trying i saying trying because it hasn't helped because I can't be allowed to. The person's mind and our everything has been shut down. So even a surrogate hypnosis can't go through. So it's the same old thing. You need the desire for change. You need everything. So the person, even though they might not be allowing themselves to go into a nice deep state of hypnosis, which me can, Martin can, or someone else can, and he will lead that through on them if it's allowed and if they want it. And if it's allowed to do by their higher mind, will do whatever their conscious allows. And it's, it's surrogate in your class is always interesting because yes. we're not dealing in a, it's at a deep level again and dealing yeah. with very high parts yeah. of the mind. So they, and depending on the person who's been worked on, the, the, the surrogate as opposed yeah. to the client, the client's the one yep. that eventually has been worked on. The one yeah. that gets in the chair is a surrogate. The surrogate will feel the experiences of that client if, if we allow it. If it's allowed. So they'll hiring. actually feel pain yeah. if that person had a pain at such and such. Yeah, they'll they know actually, where it hurts in the body. They'll understand. A guy will feel a childbirth feeling if yes. that's, an, that's happened to the woman yes. client. It's very, it sure wakes up and be up. It's a possibility. <laughs> sure does. The possibilities are endless. But it's it's an astounding thing because when they do it in class, they feel, sense, or know it in some way. And they know how real, if there's reality, that it is working. And, and they we, find that the person they worked on has a change. Yes. So that's the important. We've had people who are frightened of what's going to happen. So they left the room, the teaching room, and gone to their hotel room, and then came back down smiling and laughing, going, geez, what just happened? Or we've had people who are a little worried about it. So they sort of post, we, you do like, do you have an experience that affected this event? Yeah. Right? And usually they feel the experience. We've seen even when they say, I'm not going to, the higher mind says, no, that person's not going to allow this transmission of feeling. The person comes out, the person in the chair comes out and turns to the client and says, what happened at 14? And they go, oh my God. Like, yeah. They got the information and the change happened. Yeah, they just didn't feel. They weren't allowed They to. weren't allowed to feel. And that's okay for some people. That's probably not a good thing. But I think that's the whole thing about the higher mind. Mm-hmm. It decides what's okay for you. Well, always a best interest yeah. on both parties. Um, and especially the client. And what is interesting in the physics, connecting with higher mind or whatever it is, if you have people who are um, maybe have dementia, depending on how, yes. what the level is, it's as if they've been cut off from that higher mind because you can't access. you got the, the receiver is receiver. not working right. well. Right. That's why I call the, the brain the receiver. Right. It's not working well. And that's what I was talking about uh, when I'm not allowed to. Or I yeah. can't access. It's not a lot, not just allow. Well, it's just I can't access. Sometimes it's because the person won't allow it. But yes. sometimes it does seem like the receiver gets cut I off. did use to do it when the person didn't have dementia. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're right. So, right. That, so we need to somehow, this is another area that really fascinates me, is I think we can, There, some hypnotists are working with dementia. And Parkinson's. And, and Parkinson's, everything. So, but what we need to find out, I think, is just continual, and that just means doing it more often. Mm-hmm. So, uh, then I think if you access a lot earlier on, Maybe that part of the brain would stay open. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I think it would be. If it's just once or twice you've done it, and I don't think it's going to be much. But it's interesting, the, as it's this modern hypnosis community is, they're not, the ones that are moving furthest from are not locked into anything. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's all about the superconscious. Oh, it's all about high, no, it's because it, it's going to be something else. We found, you've just discovered yeah. newer things to connect to. Well, and I all found that some of my students have accessed uh, great things, like if they've had, you know, parents in coma or whatever, and they've put on their surrogate hat and had conversations and actually have helped the person in coma. Because, you know, we always think people aren't hearing anything, and they're constantly taking in the information. And it's very important when suddenly someone, because when they come out of the coma, many times they said that was the best thing that happened, I, I could communicate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was allowed to know that you knew I, I, I was here. Right. Or um, if it's um, a life-ending coma, yes. I mean, they're going into coma before that, yes. you're able to communicate and say whatever it is you need to say yeah. if you ha- weren't able to do it before. Yep. And, of course, though, that connection is going to be very pure because it's not a conscious getting in there and no. disturbing it. That's right. They can be feeling the feelings, understanding yeah. on a much better level than just words. And... Um, Despite all this progress and all this uh, adventure into the mind, it's never going to stop. It's going to go on. Oh, still, the most powerful tool is forgiveness, right? Still. Of, of self, especially. Of self, especially. You know, we always say we got to forgive everybody else, but it's mostly ourselves for allowing it. And we, we just really hard on ourselves. So this is the, getting back to the topic. The Jackie next week is the selves. And those cells are very important. She's going to write cells as in cells is self love, self image, self this, self that. So she's going to she's writing a book on it, and it'll be out soon. I don't know, not quite yet, but I'm going to ask her all about it next week and mm-hmm. how the cells. I'll let her take that because she knows lots about it. And she's and Jackie also has interesting experiences with channels and different yes. things. And she's because she's open. She's to a it. medium and a hypnotist. Yeah. So there's a difference, and she's definitely oriented in the spirituality, so she attracts spiritual clients. But it's a, a never-ending journey, and I think you're enjoying your journey because yeah. there's really no... Um, there's, no there's no time to get bored. No time to get bored. <laughs> and always, it, and the whole point of all this, apart from just the adventure of exploring, is it always allows you to do... Um, more profound change for a client. And it's always about their choice, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't do anything without choice. And if the client, I've had some clients say that afterwards, uh, that was pretty intense. And I think I'd like to take an easy road. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't, it's always going to be what the client makes it. It's nothing to do with intensity by me or anything. Well, we're almost at the end. I know. But anyway, I was going to say, Back you had a client that, didn't want to experience anything, didn't experience yes. anything, was taken to some very nice place yes. and got profound change. Yes, Strange I know, and happens. it all depends what they allow. They allow, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for being here. You're Martin for change. Yeah. and uh, Unpaid note. <laughs>
Well, you know, that's all a matter of thought. <laughs> I think you're paid quite well because I can give you all kinds of accolades, accolades. on this show. Anyway, oh. it's time to go. So I'm just going to say thank you, Martin, for your articulate, articulate mouth. Yes. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 